Welcome back to the Business Knowledge Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Ann Jimenez. And in this episode, we're going to talk about how to monetize your business during an economic downturn. And listen, these are timeless principles, things that you can implement right now to start generating more revenue for your business no matter what is going on in the economy. So this is going to be a must-listen episode. We're diving into the last part of our three-part series on how to build a business with limited time, limited resources. And today, we're going to talk about how to do it on or in a season where things are pretty intense. We're going to get into it. Let's do it. Welcome to the Business Lounge Podcast, where each week we unpack the hottest online marketing and business strategies so you can grow your business, increase your bottom line, and make a bigger impact. And now, here's your host, Kimberly Ann Jimenez. Oh my goodness, y'all. We're so excited to be coming back at you with the third and final episode in our three-part series. I got my amazing business partner, husband, best friend here on the pod with us again. Chris, thank you so much for doing this. We so appreciate it. We've gotten such an amazing response to these episodes. I'm honestly so, so, so grateful and so excited to hear all the responses that are coming via the website chat, via email, via Instagram DMs. People seem to really enjoy the series and I'm so glad that you're joining me. Yeah, let's run it back. <laughs> run it back. So guys, in the last episode, if you didn't catch up on that one, highly recommend that you go back, listen to that one first, and then join this third one. We've sequenced them for a reason, as we tend to do, because we want to make sure that everything that we're talking about builds on the next episode. So we talked about how challenging it really can be to start a business when you don't have a lot of time and a lot of resources. We talked about really practical strategies to save time and really operate in systems both in your business and in your personal life. And so just to recap what we talked about, we shared how to find two to three brand models and why that's so important. We talked about getting a mentor, even if it's from afar. We talked about optimizing your time, so running your personal life like a business. And finally, we talked about getting a support system, right? Hiring people or just enlisting people that can help you both in your business and in your personal life, um, even if it's just for free. So really want to make sure that you're listening to that episode because it all goes hand in hand. And so in this one, we're going to talk about selling. If Chris and I had to start over again, which we have, <laughs> we've had to do that before in our business. Um, and we'll probably talk more about that in future episodes. But if we had to start all over again, these are the strategies that we would deploy right now to start monetizing a business, to bring in more clients, to start injecting more cash flow, even during an economic downturn, right? There's a lot going on in the world right now. A lot of people are worried. We're seeing crazy things happening in the stock market. We're seeing inflation through the roof. And uh, if you follow Chris and I on Instagram, you know we have we have opinions about how the administration is handling this right now. I'm very, very disappointed with how things are going. Um, I think we, we all see and we all feel the pain of prices going up at the gas pump, prices going up at the grocery store, prices going up 
everywhere. At the same time, we're starting to see some of the warning signs in the real estate market, um, which we've kind of seen, you know, kind of a bubble the last two years. And so that's starting to correct. And there's a lot of concern of what's going on right now. So we're excited to kind of expand on these points. But Chris, how do you see the economy trending right now? Not good. Um, Not good. Some right. historic numbers here. <laughs> the highest gas prices in the history of the country, uh, 8.5% inflation, which I think is the highest since like the early 80s. Um, you're looking at uh, a lot of figures, economic, people's economic confidence, meaning their you know, consumers and how they feel about the market. I think we've reached a 50-year low in terms of how people or consumers are feeling about the economy. Uh, and as Kim mentioned, we're starting to see a lot of the indicators that the housing market is going to take a bath too. Depending on who you listen to, some people were not saying that, but I tend to agree that it, the numbers are there, um, particularly where we live in some place like Austin. Um, but I will say this, though, and I think this is important because I don't want to just give people doom and gloom. Um, I'm rereading the book Unshakable by Tony Robbins. I actually have it right here. Uh, it's an easy read. It's like 200 pages. You're not um, just reading it. You're actually hosting an entire workshop. That's what I was about to say. So, yeah, so <laughs> Sorry, we're, we're, we're hosting a workshop and we're going to go into all of that, including like not just the book, because the book talks about the stock market and a lot of people are listening to are like, oh, okay, but I'm like focused on my business. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't own a home or I don't this or I don't that. Why do I care about this? And because it, people, you know, it is going to affect if somebody, your customer uh, is upside down in their home, that's going to affect how they're spending money on your product. Right. Right. Exactly. So you need to know these things. You need to be informed, well-informed about things. But one of the things that he took away, so that workshop's going to be fantastic. And if you're not in the business lounge, you should absolutely be in the business lounge, uh, shameless plug, because it, it really is going to be beneficial. And I think it's going to give you a lot of understanding, but also a lot of strategy and direction beyond even what we're going to talk about with the limited time we have here today. Right. Uh, but something to tell you, just so you have peace of mind here a little bit, uh, is typically you're going to see a, a correction, which is a 10% uh, um, down, like downwind, down, downfall, if you will, if you will, in the market every single year. So the market's going to go down 10%. It's called a correction. It's very normal, happens every year. You're going to have as many of those as you have birthdays. Bear market, which is kind of like, okay, now we're exceeding into recession, you know, kind of territory. Even bear markets are every three to five years on average, hmm. but in most cases, they only last about a year. And that's like the worst case scenario. In most cases, and that's over like over 120 year trend. Then this is what the book cites. So the reason I bring that up before we start our conversation here today about various aspects of what you can do and stuff like that, I just want to remind you to breathe a little bit yeah, right. and relax. Exactly. Uh, because I think a lot of people when they hear things and the media's job is to get you focused on the media is right. watching the news and, oh my God, this guy is falling, oh, CNN, you know, and it's like, guys, like their job is to keep you watching. Mm -hmm. If they said, hey. What I just told you, it happens every three to five. It just happens. It bounces back in a year. 10% ten percent correction every year. It happens. You turn the TV off. Well, that mm. doesn't benefit them. Mm. They need you watching. They need their advertisers spending money because there's eyeballs in their product. So just keep that in mind when you're going through this process. But you'll get through it. A lot of people that kind of enter into this, like they're entering into this. What was that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio where he's like out in the, the, the wilderness in the snow and like barely making oh, it surviving yeah. for a year? Oh yeah. yeah. The, what was that movie? Shoot. It's like the re the Reverend or something. The I don't know. Remnant? Something. The Remnant. Remnant or yeah, the I don't, Remnant. something like that. Anyways. <laughs> but I think like that's a, that's the like the, the the how people are entering into this yeah. is with that mindset of like it's gonna be this arduous, but you like know, we're gonna be I get it though. It's been two years of nonstop it's scary. insanity. Yeah, I like get it, it. it's it's just the world as we know it has changed so dramatically the last two years. I understand yeah. that. 
Yeah, it's it's been a lot. That's for sure. But but I feel like the people that so fear and finances don't go well together. Right. They just don't. Exactly. And so you've got to understand the game. And that's why we're doing this workshop. You understand the game because once you have that understanding, then you know what to do. Then right. you have some strategies and you can fall back and you have a logical argument to give yourself. I just went skydiving for my birthday and you better believe I was giving myself <laughs> the logical arguments about that I wasn't going to die. I was repeating the statistics over <laughs> in my head that I was going to be fine. Die? <laughs> Seriously, I'm in the plane and this little plane is like shaking all over the place. I'm like, yeah. this plane was not made for 10,000 feet. <laughs> and they open this door and I'm like, I met Jesus that day. I'm telling you. And <laughs> And I'm like, I'm telling myself, okay, it's less than a, it's like 0.0018% chance or something like that. Right. And like, you have a far greater chance of getting struck by lightning and dying than you do from a skydiving accident. So I kept like telling myself 0.0018.0. I'm serious. I was doing that. So I feel like that's, that's what we need. We need that Mm -hmm. logical argument when the emotions get the better of us. And that's what we're trying to do here today. No, I love that. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. Um, and by the way, if you want to see Chris's skydiving video, go check uh-huh. out my Instagram. It's it's on your Instagram too, which is so funny. So at Kim and Jimenez and then at HeyCMH. Anyway, right. let's get into the strategies. And by the way, guys, we are planning a whole episode on, you know, what do you do as you head into an economic downturn in terms of preparing your online business? The good news on that is that if you are doing business online, you have a lot more opportunity and a lot more leeway. So we're going to dive into that in a future episode. I'm going to invite this amazing guy over here uh, for a future one too, because I think he has a lot to share on that topic. But today we're going to dive into our main points. And so the first strategy we want to talk about, Chris, what is it? What is that one for the first thing that you want to do if you are preparing right your business for um just what's coming but also what if you're just not in a good place financially right now like maybe the business is slowed down maybe you are struggling to cash flow maybe there's been some setbacks how do you course correct or how do you get to your first maybe 10 20 customers if you're just getting started yeah i mean this is going to apply broadly and we do this every single time we're launching a new program, a new course, a new right. business, like this is the first thing that we do. And that's lean into your audience for insights. Mm. And the so reason good. is because most people overcomplicate marketing to a large degree, or they don't, they, they put out an offer that they think is cool that like, Oh yeah, this is great. This is, but, but it does, isn't reflective of where the market's at. Right. Right. And, and, and I, and none, I'm a visionary type. So this is, I mean, I fall into this all the time, right? It's like, oh, that'd be awesome. But that's not where, the, like, I've had some of the coolest endeavors that I've gotten involved with. One was neuromarketing. We were using all these different crazy layers of, you know, these, uh, these uh, biometric tools to read people's, how they were thinking and feeling about certain stimuli and marketing pieces. It was nuts. It was so cool. But it was like, you know, they just kind of flopped because right. it, that wasn't where the market was yet. We were too early for that business. So Bottom line is whether you're a new business or whether you're a business, you're kind of feeling that things are going to be a downturn or you're already experiencing that your things are kind of tapering off, lean into where your audience is. And you can do that by literally just sending out surveys. You can have one-to-one conversations with like some of your super fans or people that are loyal customers right now, or even people that you feel like could be prospective customers. If you haven't started a business already, those people are going to give you insights. What's going on in their world. I mentioned somebody being upside down with their house. Is that really what's going on? I mean, that was right. a theoretical. Are you finding that people are experiencing X, Y, and Z or things that maybe you're not even thinking about what's going on? Because here's the deal. You're going to be able to deploy what's called tactical empathy. 
when you then come up with, and we're going to talk about adjusting offers or lower tier offers or new offers and stuff like that. But none of that is, none of that is going to be fruitful unless you have the data of insights from your market, the people that you're actually right. trying to sell to, right? Or the people yeah. you're already selling to. Yeah. Taking that and having tactical empathy, meaning I can then take the words that you're using and the concerns that you have and the problems that you're experiencing in your life, right? And then I can make sure that I craft whatever I'm going to adjust and how I'm going to adapt, which is smart of you. It's prudent of you to do that. But by you're going you're gonna to be doing that with knowledge. You're going to be doing that with data, not by guessing, mm -hmm. right? We like to test, not guess. And that's exactly how you do that. So I think that's first and foremost, lean into your people, understand where they're at in their life, understand what's going on, utilize that information to develop whatever that new strategy is going to be. And the let the data lead you. Don't use the data to get where you want it to go and then be like, oh, well, this kind of means that. No, no, no. Where the data takes you is where the data takes you. And you've got to allow that to take place and allow that to happen and spend a decent amount of time on doing that. But what would you want to add to that, Kim? I love that. I, I think I would just summarize it by saying, hey, ask your customers what they're currently having a challenge around. It's that simple, yeah. right? Enter the conversation that's already happening in their minds. Keeping a pulse on your market is essential. We do this constantly in our business from sending surveys to literally posting polls on social media to having communities where we can read what is on people's minds right now. That makes a big difference. So we right. gather data constantly every single day from the interactions that we have from you guys with personal you know, DMs or emails or our support box or a website chat. We're yeah. always gathering data to see what is on your mind? What are the challenges that you're experiencing? And this podcast was actually a result of that, right? Like we send yeah, everyone a was. survey and we're like, hey, tell us what's your biggest challenge right now in your business. And that's how this three-part series came to be. So again, looking at those insights, I think that is such an important skill to master as an entrepreneur. And I love how you um, included that and shared it as like that first starting point, because we want to get ritzy and you know have a bunch of glamorous strategies but at the end of the day it all boils down to what is the problem that you're solving and right. how can you create a product that solves that problem right now yeah. so i love and that look and look you don't even have to make it super complicated people are like wow where do i build a survey and it's got to be right. all meticulous it's like no 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 we've seen people literally run a series of questions on their instagram stories yeah you know they run they're, they're like put a poll up like which one would you want the most boom right. boom boom mm-hmm when it comes to this, what's your biggest challenge? Let them fill it out. People can't help themselves. They love talking about themselves, right? So if right. you literally turn that, like I, we've seen some of our students get tremendous results. Yeah. You know, they didn't get a lot of results with their email survey because they don't have a big email list. So they ran on Instagram and got tremendous insights. So don't overcomplicate it. Just get as much data as you can. Yeah, I agree. And that's one of the first things that we have all of our um people do, right? Whether you're joining one of our boot camps or you're in TBLC, the business launch coaching program, we immediately have you create an insight survey. And like Chris said, sometimes it's as simple as just asking people on social media, right? Yeah. You want to yeah. have, of course, like there is a strategy behind it, but we, had, we don't have time to get into all the details right yeah. now. But if you just do that one step, it's going to give you so Agreed. much more data than if you just guessed, right? We don't want to stay in the guessing game. And, and we've gone as far as just interviewing people on the street. So right. don't even we've done you, that. You don't have, like you can literally <laughs> just be like, hey, I have a couple questions for you, you know, and you'd be surprised how many people are willing to give you their time. Assuming that that's your ideal target Assuming market. Assuming that's for your ideal. For us, it was. Right, right, for right, us, right. it was. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of context behind that example. Right. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I love so the it. Next, uh, for you, Kim, the next mm -hmm. one is going to be 
the next topic we have is adjusting your offers to fit the market. So take it away. Ooh, that's a good one. Okay, so again, that builds on top of the first strategy, right? When we get that data, then we can adjust the offers that we already have. So maybe you're in a place right now where your business offers a service or you have a physical product or you have some kind of digital resource. Maybe you sell courses or expertise or books. It doesn't matter what your particular style of business is, right? Your business model. What you want to do here is look at where is the market right now and then shift your offers to either position them to fit what the market is feeling right now, or you want to adjust them in a way that just makes sense to, again, fit that need. So that can look like a bunch of different things, right? It could be just pricing your offers according to where the market is at. One of the things that you might see right now if you're selling a high ticket offer is, hey, People probably need extended payment plans. So it's not as big of a hit to their bank account because they're getting hit everywhere right now, right? From taxes to higher prices at gas stations and grocery stores. We talked about all of this. They're getting hit pretty hard. And so if you're in an industry where you're maybe serving, um, you know, B2C customers, so you're serving uh, the public and you sell a higher ticket offer, then giving extended payment plans is a huge deal. We were actually just um, about to purchase a a boat and we were talking to the the salesperson and she was telling us how um you know all these people are like buying these like really high end boats 200 300,000 dollar vessels and she was talking about how the financing works and for a boat apparently you can actually finance it over 10, 15, 20 years and so the reason they do that is because they know that a boat is not a priority if a customer actually is going through a hard financial time, they're more likely to cut off their boat payments because they know that they have to allocate that money into necessary, essential things in their lives. So they're going to pay their mortgage and they're going to pay their cars because they need cars and they need a house to live in. But a boat isn't, it's a luxury, right? So what they've done to adapt to the market is offer extremely extensive payment plans. And as a result, they actually make more on those particular financing options because they're such a long-term financing you know, situation. So they're making yeah. that interest over a really long uh, time. Now, we want to do the same thing in your business. Think about how can you make your products accessible without lowering or discounting the value. Sometimes right. that means spinning, you know, creating a spinoff product. Maybe you have a product that has a bunch of bells and whistles and you can strip some of those to just have something that's more basic, right? Maybe you run a membership site and you can create a lower tier. Maybe you have a really advanced or in-depth service and you can create something like an audit, something that's smaller, but still creates value and gives people the option of purchasing from you um, as a lower barrier to entry. So that's one of the things that I, that I was also thinking about. The next one, and Chris, I want you to dive into this one too, is offering something to existing clients that is new or different. Like what are some yeah. ideas there? Yeah, I think the biggest one, a lot, there's, we see, I have a lot of people that have, there's a student in particular I'm thinking about as I'm talking about this, um, but she's got a very high ticket offer mm -hmm. and she went from having her own practice and now kind of migrating over to having her own, you know, online offers. Um, but the time of what's going on being new, having not sold an offer online to that high degree of what she's selling, um, 
it might be in her best interest to like launch a $49 a month membership. Right. Right. So it's like, hey, I love the idea what Kim said, like extend the payments. Like if she had a $2,000 program and it was fi- four payments of $500, okay, but what happens if you send it to like eight payments and you cut that those <laughs> payments, monthly payments in half? Right. Right. Like does that still make – now, don't bend over. Like you got to make sure it makes sense for you. Yes, right? it like has to still be profitable. Yeah. Like you can't be like, oh, well, I'm just going to, you know, $50 payments for, for <laughs> three years. Like that doesn't make any sense for you, right? Specifically if there's, you know, revenue lag involved or if there's like deliverables and you've got, you know – You've got costs associated with those deliverables. Uh, but if you're at a place right now where like you've sold a, a flagship program and you sold it for multi-thousands of dollars or what have you, what else can you potentially spin off that's lower tier that doesn't require a lot of your time but still gives people a lot of value, still gives them what they need? So immediately the first thing that came to mind was in that particular situation was something like a membership. They show up, they get one live workshop or there's content that they get in, uh, involved with that, but it's not the full big scale of things. But it also would be a good idea down the road to be able to utilize that evergreen because now you got people in the membership, you're filling that up, but you're also letting them know there is a higher tier offer that involves X, Y, and Z and have that differentiator there. So I think that's, that. that would be something that immediately came to mind as far as an idea of, of what you could theoretically do, obviously in the online space. And hey, we're interrupting the show real quick just to tell you about the sponsor of this episode. If you want to finally stop ghosting your audience for good and move away from inconsistency with your content creation, we have the perfect solution for you. It's our brand new content calendar playbook, and it's chock full of over 200 plus caption starters, done for you social media post prompts, and over 70 pages of templates and resources and tools so that you know exactly what to say to keep your audience engaged, excited, and coming back for more consistently. Listen, you know that your content has been a problem for a while. And if that's the case, it's time to get off your booty and actually do something about it. Just for our podcast listeners, you can go over to contentcalendarplaybook.com. That's contentcalendarplaybook.com and get an incredible deal on 90 days plus of content strategy that's done for you. You're going to absolutely love this new resource. And I know it's going to make a huge difference with helping you stay consistent with your content creation and getting back in the game when it comes to attracting attention for your business. Alrighty, back to the show. Yeah, I love that. I think that's so, so, so good. All right. So I love that. I'm so glad that you brought that up. Now, here's the next item is talking about your offers every single day. (laughs) I don't know about you, Chris, but this is something that didn't come naturally to me in the beginning. I was just giving value to people when I first started my online business all the time. And I felt that if I give more value and I kept giving value and I did more and more value, eventually people would want to give me money. And so I think that there's these conflicting ideas, particularly in the online space. You hear like, you know, value first, content first, like build the relationship. And that is definitely true. You want to build value. You want to build that relationship. But I noticed that particularly for women, this is really challenging. We get to a point where we never ask for the sale right? It's all value. It's all building. And we never talk about a product. So people 
don't know that we're a business. They don't know how they can actually work with us. They don't know what the next step really looks like. And so I want to challenge you if you are um, in a season right now where maybe that's you and you don't feel comfortable talking about your product or you feel like it's salesy, I want you to start shifting that focus and really owning the fact that you are a business and that you have to continue building a business so that you can serve other people. And so we have this like yucky mentality around making money and asking for the sale, like that's greedy. And that's definitely stems from a poverty mindset. Um, I know that a lot of things in my upbringing pointed in that direction. That was something I had to get over as a big limiting belief. And I think most of us do. If you don't come from like a wealthy background, right? What do you think about that? Yeah, I think some of that also comes from a, a bit of uncertainty. Mm. Uh, I think when you're uncertain about your market, and this is kind of, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but <laughs> there's a problem with the way we're approaching business in today's world. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like your approach, a lot of people, what they're doing is the first thing they do is say, okay, I'm going to start a social media account. I'm going to get on Instagram. I want to be a business owner. Yeah. Right? And then they just start posting content about this theoretical idea of an industry they yeah. want to be in. And the thought or the orthodoxy of the theory is that eventually you'll get enough you know, engagement or people liking what you're doing and stuff like that, that'll kind of guide you to where you want to be, mm. right? Mm-hmm. The, the problem is, is that, yes, it's great for micro feedback because with social media, the beautiful thing about that is, I talked about surveys before, they kind of takes a while sometimes to like mm-hmm. go through and like it's instantaneous on social media and that's great, but it's not your North node. Right. Your, your North guiding star is going to be what we talked about first, which is leaning into your audience, having those one-on-one talks and we always talk about this. One of the best things you can do, and a lot of people try to jump straight into having an online business or jump to scale. You, you got to roll up your sleeves and do that deep dive work. That's so important. I talk mm-hmm. about this story often, but Arthur Blank, the founder of Home Depot, owner of the Atlanta Falcons, he got outside of the first Home Depot stores and literally interviewed every single person that came out of that front mm-hmm. door. I love that. And asked them what, like, about their experience. What would you change? What did you like? What did you not like, et cetera? So, so what, the reason I say that is this. I think part of the reason why people are a little apprehensive to sell on social media mm-hmm. is because they're uncertain about what they're selling. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, they're uncertain about the price point. So let's talk about that second Lack one. of confidence. Lack of confidence. So so I think that second one is achieved and accomplished. And this just happened with a student of ours, by the way. <laughs> when you analyze the market. So we mm-hmm. talked about leaning into to your audience. The next thing you should be doing is you should make a list of like 10, we call it your big 10, your little 10, right? Your big 10 are like big examples, like the leaders in your space. What are they doing online? Because success leaves breadcrumbs. So you can see the things that they've done and start to emulate some of the things they're doing online. Now, your little 10, that's another conversation for another day. But basically what that is, is your collaboration partners, because we love that as a growth hack. Right. But let's go, let's focus on the big 10. And even to agree, the little 10 in this capacity, what, what is the price point they're selling? And the reason I say is because our student had a price of like sub $50 for her program. Mm-hmm. And we've been telling her for a long time, <laughs> you're not charging enough. You're not right. charging enough. You're not charging enough. But there was that, there was this resistance there that like we couldn't get her over mentally over this blockade of not being able to charge what what, her, what we felt her program was worth. <laughs> then guess right. what? She sees someone else, one of her big 10, a leader in her space, <laughs> selling that same, a similar program. In fact, I think hers is more robust than the one that she found, charging $300. Right. All of a sudden, guess who's all fired up and confident, <laughs> right? So we have to lean into those things because that alone will fuel you. When you lean to your market, you know what to say to your people. When you know your price point is in line with the market, guess what? You're now confident to say it with pride. Exactly. Yeah, this is what I charge. This is what it's worth. Mm-hmm. I know what I have. This is what it's worth because I know that people are selling that. 
So I think that's a big mistake people have. If you do feel that way, you don't feel like you feel oh, salesy. Like if you, I get it totally. But usually those are the two indicators yeah. about not feeling confident about talking about, about selling. I love that you're going deep into like, hey, let's do the work to build up that confidence yeah. because that makes a big difference, right? Like what, let's go to the root source of why I don't feel like right. I can talk about my product. And so once you do that, I think that you will feel so much more comfortable and empowered to talk about your product every day. And this doesn't have to be a giant like salesy ad. It does not have to be this thing where you're just like, overly being pushy about or guilting people into doing business with you. Um, But I think that there's, there's a really good balance. And if, if you want an example of that, definitely follow me on Instagram. I do this on stories all the time. Well, I'll I'll just go on and be like, you know, this is what's going on today in the business. Um, Kind of show people behind the scenes, give them a good takeaway. And then like, as I'm talking about my day as I'm documenting my life, I'm like, hey, this was something that came up in the business launch coaching group like you just did, right? Now people Mm -hmm. know that we have a coaching program. And so it's in the back of their mind. It might not be something where they're ready to sign up right now, but they know that it's happening. I'll do the same thing with like, hey guys, we just released this really cool thing in the business lounge. If you want to join the wait list, do it here. And then you'll interchange it with really engaging posts or things that are, you know, entertaining or things that are educational. So as you're giving people tip and advice, you can always just lead with some value and be like, hey, this is a question that came up in my Facebook group, or this is a question that one of my students had, or this is a question that one of my clients had. So I want to go ahead and answer that for you today. And if you want to learn more, definitely go here to sign up for X, Y, or Z product, right? Or like, hey guys, I I have five more spots this month in in my service-based business. Click here to join the wait list and then move on. Move on to the next topic, add value. You don't have to stay there in the weird, awkward phase. Lean into it and definitely practice, right? What's the worst that can happen? Then you feel really nervous and then you take the story down. It's not that big of a deal. Right. I think the last thing that I would add is really and truly, whether it's the business lounge membership or whether it's somewhere else, make sure you've got guidance somewhere Mm -hmm. because- Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, um, it do, there, there, there's, no, there's nothing saying that you can't piece together free information and figure out how to get wins on your own, but here's the deal, that takes a long time. I agree. Uh, it's really, really hard. Like, I think I've said this before, I don't know if I said it last week, or, but if I did, I did, and I'm sorry, you have to hear it again. <laughs> um, but, but basically, it's like, imagine if we just took kids when they got to kindergarten, we just took them to the library and it was just filled with everything they needed kindergarten through college and said, go here, have fun, go, figure, right. go piece it all together. They'd it's be like, what? It's, it's you know, so you really need somebody that has been there and done that. And more importantly, it's going to give you like what I talked about with the statistics about bear markets and corrections and stuff like that. Like just having that hopefully puts your mind at ease, just knowing right. what those, what those, right. So I think when it comes to selling, there are psychological elements that make sales that increase your conversions. They, they're, they're just there. We could get into all of those. We could talk about buyer types. We could talk about strategies as far as frequency of emails and running promotions and you know, what, how to do social media and structure things to get people to click over, increase your CTR right? That gives you a strategy. It's like, that's half the battle, right? It feels like, okay, I now know what I'm supposed to do. I think sometimes people, the reason they feel underconfident about selling is because they've tried before and they got no results Mm -hmm, here crickets. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And it's in their head. Next time they go to talk about making sales or like, Oh, but I'm like, I hope someone please, please. please." (laughs) And then the problem is you're not going, you're not entering into position. People can feel that energy, right? Right. You're not pitching. You're not talking about with confidence. And it's reserved, so you're not putting your best foot forward. 
and it just, it doesn't land. And so then you're even further in the hole about, oh, maybe this isn't the right market. Maybe I'm not good enough at this. Maybe I'm not a good salesperson. I'm not a good marketer. Just do yourself a favor and find guidance yeah. because that's going to give you the things that you need to be able to start seeing wins. It's all about getting wins because that momentum leads to motivation and then it just spirals. It's a compounding effect all in your benefit, all in your favor. So it really, really is worth it. Again, whether it's with us or whether it's somebody else, just make sure it's in your life, particularly in those rough seasons when things aren't looking so great in the world. And that's the perfect segue to our sponsor for this episode, which of course is the Business Lounge membership, y'all. And if you have no idea what the Business Lounge membership is, if you just thought it was this podcast, let me tell you, you are missing out. This is how we get to bring you this content totally ad-free, right? We don't promote any sponsors. We don't have any other uh, companies that we feature, although we will in the future. This podcast is brought to you by the Business Lounge membership. And what it is, is literally our best work in one place. The Business Lounge is one of our signature programs. It's a monthly membership for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to leverage the power of online marketing to grow their bottom line, make an impact, and serve at their highest potential. And inside, Chris and I blend both the amazing world of marketing as well as business advice that just makes sense to help you go further faster. So if you want to learn things like Facebook ads or how to build a funnel or how to build an email list, how to sell confidently on social media, how to do really great strategies when it comes to traffic. If you want to learn about a particular social media site like Pinterest or how to blog or how to do YouTube or Instagram, we have dedicated courses over 30 of them inside of the Business Knowledge Membership. Not just that, but we just launched monthly live workshops where you get to join us for two hours every single month live. Chris and I were teaching on a particular topic. Last month, actually, we did an awesome one on how to create lead magnets that convert. We answered your most pressing questions then and there, and we topped it off with a little bit of live coaching. And that is the kind of support that we all need, especially right now. So highly, highly recommend that you go over to jointhebelounge.com, sign up for the waitlist because we're opening up the doors behind the scenes for our waitlist members very, very soon. You don't want right. to miss it. Not to mention, we have some pretty amazing things coming. I can't wait to tell them all about this, Chris. We got to keep it hush-hush because what's coming is pretty big and we're just in the testing phase we got some we're, good, we're building our beta group of the people who are already in the business lounge but we're so freaking pumped about that no i'm terrible with keeping secrets and so it's just <laughs> driving me nuts i just want to talk about this it this is the truth this yep. is the truth all right yep. guys so kind of going back to um our our previous point on talking about your product every day right that needs to be weaved into your social media strategy, into your content strategy, into your marketing strategy. And if you want to see someone who does this really, really well, go follow Jennifer Allwood. Jennifer Allwood and Sandy Krakowski, I love these two women. They're just incredible. They tell it like it is. And they're such just good humans that are doing amazing work in the world. But I especially love how they seamlessly talk about their products, both on Instagram and Facebook and kind of in their stories. So definitely check them out. 
for a good example. Now, shifting gears here, we talked about, okay, we, we talked about leaning into your audience, asking them um, how to level up their, ins like really understand the market, how to get insights from your audience. We also talked about adjusting your offers to fit the market, talking about your offers every day, right? Telling people how they can work with you and being strategic about that. What is the next item, Chris, here on our list? Yeah, this is a good one for you. So this is get in front of your ideal clients aggressively and uh, we want to share about your experience with podcasts. I love that. So, okay. Some people might have a first reaction to the word aggressively. So yeah. when we're talking about aggressively, we're talking about being very intentional about getting in front of people. Most of us think that we're going to build a business behind a computer and you can just hide behind the computer all day long and then your business will explode. The reality is you have to go to your people before you can expect them to come to you, especially when you're just getting started. So instead of just waiting for people to just find your Instagram account and then magically find your website and decide that they want to do business with you, you want to go where your people are, right? And so when we're talking about aggressive, we're not saying be aggressive in your sales strategies or be aggressive in, in your messaging or, or be very pushy and salesy. We're talking about being extra intentional about getting in front of the people that matter most in your business. Most entrepreneurs don't have a conversion problem. They have a discoverability problem, right? They are not getting in front of their ideal audiences um, fast enough. And we literally just had a traffic bootcamp on this very topic last month. And we noticed as we were analyzing um, we had 12 people, closed group, right, very intimate scenario, and we were analyzing their businesses, and we realized, oh my goodness, they have a visibility problem, right? They have a traffic problem. They're not really getting in front of their ideal people consistently. And so what are some ways, Chris, in which we can get in front of our ideal people very aggressively, aka intentionally, every day thinking about like, how do I reach people? How do I get in front of them? How do I build authority? How do I add value? How do I build relationships with them? Yeah. I mean, so there's a million different things we could talk about. I think the number one thing, specifically in a time where things aren't looking promising in the economy, mm -hmm. is you want to find a tribe. And I mentioned the little 10 earlier. So I'm going to refer back to that again here. Uh, your little 10 are people that are within arm's reach of you. Uh, mm -hmm. Maybe they provide some kind of complimentary service. I'll give you an example. I ran a moving company. Mm -hmm. So a realtor, highly successful realtor is a great little 10 person for me. Okay. Local yep, realtor. Exactly. Because guess what? They need people, have their people move. They need somebody they can trust, right? So it made a lot of sense. So I, there were ways that when I was first starting out, uh, kind of a, I won't get too far down a rabbit hole here, but when I wanted to get in front of a bunch of realtors at one of the largest realtor offices for, it was like Keller Williams or one of those bigger ones, right? Uh, two doors down from my office, actually. Hey, I got a bunch of no's and this and that. So I went and I bought, I spent, I don't know, 50, bucks, 50 to hundred dollars or something. And I bought the, the office, I had donuts delivered, you know, one morning, you know, coffee and donuts or something like that. Well, all of a sudden, next thing you know, I've got a meeting with the president and CEO <laughs> and I had a lot of the realtors recommending our moving service, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to take advantage of and find ways. We get through this. It's the whole, you know, all the, the, the ships rise, you know, uh, high, the, the tide rises all ships or whatever, however it goes, right? Yeah. Um, that's what you really want to do. So it's about coming together with people that you have a common bond or you serve the same people in different capacities or, you know, in some way they're ancillary complementary to each other. 
you want to kind of get together with those people because you're going to be have a shared audience, a shared community. So you're doing lives with each other on your Instagrams. You're you're giving each other plugs, right? You're you're going on their podcast. They're, you're doing a guest spot on their blog, right? You're doing a blog for them or something, and you're you know giving them an incentive. You're you know if they send you something, they get a commission or what have you. So banding together, a is going to make it feel like you're not in this alone. Which being a business owner as it is 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 very lonely in an economic downturn, it gets even lonelier, mm-hmm. right? So having those people, maybe you guys form a mastermind, maybe you guys host something you do together, right? As a collective, like there's a million things you could do, you'll build strong relationships, you're all gonna be better off for it, you're all hopefully gonna make a lot of money. And maybe if they know your market well, they're gonna help you with some of that feedback. For example, if the realtors are telling me, hey man, this is what I'm seeing, people are downsizing to rent because they're really struggling with X, Y, or Z. Well, I have that context to know now, okay, I need to focus on apartment moves because that's where people are going, right? right? Like, so it's going to benefit you in all capacities. Maybe they have some insights that you don't currently have or their audience is sharing things that are going to benefit you. I just think starting there, obviously I recommend this all the time because collaboration is the only proven growth hack across all industries at any level of business, by the way. Um, But that's going to be your best friend right now in all the areas that I mentioned. But is there anything you would add to that, Kim? No, I mean, I love that you mentioned all of that. That's fantastic. All I want to say is just affirm it and be like, guys, this actually works, right? Finding your referral tribe is such a powerful strategy. And notice that we're not talking about anything today that's going to require that you invest a ton of money. All we're talking about is like literal, like hustle strategies that you can use right now to start moving the needle in your business, to start getting those clients, to get in front of those people, to build authority. I just went on a podcast a couple of weeks ago that was absolutely amazing. We had great alignment between the podcast host and, you know, her business as well as my business. And it was just an amazing interview. It was such a powerful interview that the minute the interview went live, it grew my Instagram account by like 500 people. I started getting a ton of DMs, people excited to hear more about the Business Lounge. They were listening to this podcast from that podcast. And then immediately I started seeing sales come in. And it was like, oh my gosh, where are these people finding me? Comes Come to find out it's from this podcast interview. And so I've seen that throughout my career in so many different ways, whether it's, you know, getting partners to actually collaborate on blog posts that then link to our Facebook group and that grows organically or appearing on other people's YouTube channels, appearing on podcasts, like I mentioned, referral tribes are so powerful. And this is a time where people are looking for collaboration that when, when times get a little bit challenging, people are like, wait, 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 we got to band together. We got to do something if they have the right mindset, right? right? Other people who have just terrible, terrible scarcity mindset will be like, I don't want anyone to reach my tribe. And, you know, they're, they're actually uh-huh. pulling back, which opens up a ton of opportunity for people who are wanting to, again, go after their ideal clients very strategically. So please, 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 if you only take away one thing from this podcast episode is this. Go find your referral tribe. It is so powerful and it really makes a massive difference. This can be offline, like Chris said. Chris gave an amazing example, gave an amazing example of how he did this with our first company. And so no matter how you do it, whether it's online or in person, this can have massive, massive ripple effects. So I love that. And thank you for, for mentioning that. Yep. Totally. And, and just so, just so you guys know, cause Kim mentioned this is a season of hustle. That's really going to benefit you because people are going to play scared. In fact, uh, just to give you a statistic to prove that 
I have a buddy that was that that you know he kind of he runs a marketing agency and so on and so forth. He he focuses sp- specifically on on uh, lawyers, but anyways, he was telling me he's getting like record like the lowest ad cost that he's ever gotten during mm. during what the lockdowns nice. right after right right when COVID became a thing, and the reason was everybody got scared. Mm. People are going to go Netflix and chill. Yeah, they just exactly. Are. They're going to get scared and say. You know, you're going to have the, the current business owners that are like, well, this is crazy. I'm going to go get a job. They're going to quit. You're going to have people that say, I'm just going to wait. And, you know, they're building their business on the side. And well, if I'm going to put it on the side. And then you have entrepreneurs that aren't going to enter the market at all. <laughs> so you're going to have a three-pronged, like, just elimination of a lot of, of competition in the market. The playing field is going to become wide open. Right. It's a huge opportunity for you to leapfrog in your market, major opportunity mm-hmm. to do that. But even if you were, and I'm not saying go run ads, but ad costs are going to probably come down a lot because people are going to really be packing it in and not spending money on places where they feel like they can't spend it. So in all areas, if you're out hustling people and you're able to spend money on some ads, again, pro tip, I'm not saying you should do that, but you're going to find that it's going to benefit you in all areas because you're not fighting. When when everything's great, everybody's trying to start a business, Yeah, right? right? Everybody's creating reels. Everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing that. But when the chips are down, People, people, they start losing motivation for those mm-hmm, things. If you mm-hmm. can be the person that pushes through and keeps your mind right and focused, you can really build a strong business during these seasons. And I'm speaking from experience, guys. We started a moving company right after the 08-09 crash. Like we started that business as a side hustle in 2010, 2011, and it grew to a multi-million dollar company by 2013. Yep. Right. We Everyone were still in the thought midst we were crazy. That. Literally, we were still in the midst. People are like, "What are you starting a business for right now?" Exactly. Well, because nobody else was, mm-hmm. and people still needed to move. In fact, they need to move more because they're changing <laughs> jobs. They're downsizing. downsizing. Guess what? When they downsize, things have to go into storage. Oh, guess what? Got a new job. Got to move it back out of storage. Exactly. Right? Not to mention co- college kids turning and going different places. I mean, it, that was, it was part of the reason we grew, which leads us to our last point, which is <laughs> don't be afraid of finding the new opportunity. Right. So what so is that new in, opportunity? Yeah. We lucked into that one, but people are going to be moving a lot when things are going wrong in the economy because of all the reasons I just mentioned. So we lucked out on that one. That was total blind luck. That was not planned. I can't take credit for that. (laughs) But there will be, if you were Zoom prior to the the pandemic, and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, people are going to go virtual. Oh, sweet. We have a virtual conferencing tool. Right. Right. They exploded. Their business exploded. And I'm not saying you have to go become a, a technocrat and build your own Zoom because of whatever, but there will be a new opportunity in your market. There will be something that spawns out of this because there always is uh, that that is going to lead you to something that is the next new thing or a new offer or a new whatever. So if it comes to that, and there's really, we we included that last because obviously all these other things take precedence over what I'm talking about now. But if it comes to that, or if you are new and thinking about starting a business, keep your eyes open because there will be something new that comes out of anything, you know, including downturns. I love it. I love it. So guys, we hope that you enjoyed this episode. We gave you some really practical strategies to get out of this poverty mindset, the negativity of the just intense stress that a lot of us are feeling when it comes to the uncertainty of the future and start moving forward, start building and start really leaning into your purpose, finding that strength within. And if you are a believer like we are, guys, this is a time 
time for prayer. This is a time for being connected to the Holy Spirit. Um, We believe in the power of prayer. We have seen just incredible things happen in our business over the past 10 years because we've leaned on the creator. And so whether you are a believer or not, I highly, highly recommend that you get your spirituality and your faith in check. It's a huge part of business, particularly in times when there's uncertainty and there is challenges. So that combined with mindset and practical strategies, this is how you actually thrive in any economy. And so we're really, really excited to continue bringing you these episodes. We're definitely going to be releasing a future one on, right? Like, what do you do when the economy, the economy is in a downturn? There's going to be expanded strategies there. We're going to talk more specifics. And so if you're excited about that episode, definitely make sure to subscribe. So Chris, where can our listeners find more about you as we wrap up? Yeah, at HeyCMH, like hello, HeyCMH on all social media and HeyCMH.com. We got some pretty cool free resources there. And obviously you can see me in the Business Lounge membership. (laughs) I'm there now. I'm in TBL coaching. Like we mentioned, I'm hosting the workshop on more of what we talked about here today. We're going over the book Unshakable, kind of developing what is that planning to look like so you can be recession-proof yourself. So definitely make sure to check us out there. I love it. I love it. And so guys, don't forget that with every one of these episodes, there is a dedicated blog post that'll give you all the links of the resources that we mentioned here today, including some exclusive ones that you won't see anywhere else. So we're going to be linking to our success path, which will also guide you to a free version of the success path that we have inside of the business launch. It's a very, very basic version, but it's still super helpful. And it's going to give you, again, that roadmap of what you need to be working on right now, in addition to what we talked about today. So definitely check that out. It's going to be over on the podcast notes section, wherever you listen to the show, and we will see you in the next one. Until then, don't forget you're put on this earth by the creator for a specific purpose. Keep building your dreams, keep moving forward with strength and resiliency. And don't forget there's people out there who are counting on on that special, special gift that you have to offer. So don't let them down. Keep moving forward. No matter how hard it gets, we're going to be here to support you at every step of the way. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you in the next one. Until then, un beso. Bye for now. See you guys.